Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Say what needs to be said. It's your host, your big dog, Sante, Mr. Pick Six Samuel. I got my dog, my co-host with me, ex-NFL vet, formerly of the Bengals, the Jaguars, Mr. Elton, E.P. Patterson, you know. What's Coming up? to y'all live and in effect, baby, we back. We here. We here. We're doing better. Everything getting better. Like I said, it's a process, man. This thing is a process, a slow grinding process. Um, Send me that link to uh, Rick Slick Rick. So what's up? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? How y'all doing this morning out there? Y'all come on in and say what's up. Tell everybody how you how your weekend went. Cause we had a crazy weekend. We're gonna get into that. We had a big surprise party. It was my birthday and it was my wife's birthday. And we made it in town. So we had a great time. You know what I mean? So y'all uh y'all get in here. We about to tune in. We about to turn up a little bit. About to talk about the playoffs. The playoffs. Let the playoffs begin. It's win or go home football season. That time of the year. Now, I hope y'all team made the playoffs. I hope y'all team, I hope y'all favorite team made the players, playoffs out there. Uh, I wanted the Dolphins. I want the Dolphins to, to succeed. I want, I want South Florida to be turned. So, But let's get into it. 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 Dolphins versus the Bills. Mr. One, two, three. If you haven't heard, it's Tua Tonga Valor nickname. I, I named him. But Tua was trying to make a strong case after he made that through that first interception. He came back strong. I like, I like that. I like that what I saw. I saw a little cre- creativity in his eyes when he threw a few new no-look passes in the beginning of the game. I don't know if, if everybody caught that. But I saw that. That was pretty cool. Right, those little details are impressive when um Tua can do things like that to help the team win. But the thing, the team, wait, wait, wait. The thing about this team, they are most effective playing at their tempo, at their pace, when everything is going right for the team. Mike McDaniel's he has a great understanding for Tua abilities, his weaknesses, his vulnerabilities, his football IQ. But getting to the Super Bowl, it's about timing and. And I ain't going to lie, this feels like the time, this feels like it's time for Dolphins to be the Super Bowl champions this year. It feels like everything was set up for them. You know what I mean? And I don't know. They couldn't even pull off the, the AFC ch- championship in, 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 when everything was set up. Aaron Rodgers went down. New England's not doing so well. And all you had to do was defeat the Bills. But one thing, me and, both of, me and you and I, we, we both know. Yeah, it's hard to beat a team twice in the NFL. It is super hard to beat a team twice in the NFL. Tell me what you think about that. What you think about that? Yeah, it, it it's difficult to do that. One of the main reasons why is because the winning team, they're gonna go into the game th- game plan thinking we just got to do what we did before because it was successful. 
the losing team goes in and correct all of the mistakes. This right. is where we lost that. We're going to work on this all week. We're going to make tour do this. We're going to do this. We're going to try to take this away. So I think the game, like the Dolphins, like you said, everybody wants them to win, right? But it came back to the one, two, three tour on what you talked about the last show. It's like, okay, we got it. We know he's going to throw the football. Some passing yards. He led the right. NFL with passing yards this year. Tyreek led the NFL with receiving yards. But right. can he win when we need him to win? Exactly. Like that was the main thing in this show. And his chance came up last night, all the way to the last second, my boy. It mm-hmm. did, did what you exactly said. It's like, can he pull it off when it's time to win? Yeah, man. It's like I, I, I I'm a critique. I'm a I'm the type of critique that I want I'm I'm critiquing you to prove you wrong. I'm not here trying to bash nobody, right? It's like a challenge. I'm a competitor in everything I do. So I I want you to prove me wrong so I can come back and and promote you and say good things about you. But like I say, that's that's what makes Tua who he is, the RPO. He is nothing without the RPO. Because once he's forced or has to veer away from the RPO and the, the plays and that's designed is automatically set up. That's when Tua Tungavaloa missed the one, two, three struggles. Every time, every time this year we've seen that, when the one, two, three isn't there and he got to go four, five, six and veer away from the scheme and the designated play that is designed to be open is not there. That's when Tua Tungavaloa struggles. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Um, and then after the one, two, three, it's so hard for him to be able to create. Right. What are you bringing to this team Besides throwing the ball one, two, three, pop, letting it go. It's like a timing machine for him. Anybody can do that, per se. If you could throw the ball and you have a, a decent arm. I was I was arguing with my homeboy. He is renting. He's the Dolphin fan. He had on all Dolphin gear every week. And he was just renting, 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 renting. He called me, man, what is he doing? Just like you said, son. One, two, three. He letting it go. I could do that, right? You're supposed to get better. What are they doing at, at practice? The house, they're, they're not they're doing anything to make him better. He was just ranting and ranting, explaining. And he had, he was, you know, he c- can justify his point a little bit. Because besides the timing, one, two, three, and let it go, what does Tua bring to the table? And Tyreek Hill can't be the hero every time the team needs a play or 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 needs something to happen for this team. They can't depend on, on, on Tyreek Hill. And we've seen when Tua was trying to go to other players this game, he couldn't be successful because he's waiting and he's expecting for the separation that Tua, I mean, that Tyreek brings on every play. So he has to be able to adjust and learn different strategies and different uh, ways to be successful in the NFL because people going to catch on to this and they're going to figure out how to de- defeat this and defend this. And, um, yeah, man, that's like I said, like I said, we don't get no younger in the NFL. We get older. We get slower. We get weaker. Uh, our IQ might not be as good as it used to be. Our bones are not as tough as they used to be. So the time is now. The time is now for the if the Dolphins want to do anything, they want to win a Super Bowl, anything. The time is now. Everything is set up. And on the other hand, EP. Yep. What team you know that is stacked like the Miami Dolphins? They have talent everywhere. Talent and speed everywhere. There is no better team you could put around to a tongue of our Lord than he has right now. That's what I mean when I say this is the year and this is 
this will be Tua Tagovailoa's best season of his career because 45 over 4500 yards and um what 29 touchdowns I think he had I can't crazy. remember yeah it's crazy that something like that that is a great season so don't take that as a as a shot I'm them taking a shot at him this season will definitely be hard to to beat after after this season it's wonderful it's an MVP caliber season but yeah man I think the credit Everybody don't understand a, a, a hell of a job that Mike Medania is doing for Tua Tonga by Lord because he is, like I said, he knows everything about him, his vulnerabilities and everything. He is setting everything perfect. But on the other hand, one more thing before yeah. I let you intervene with me. Yeah. So other, on the other hand, imagine, just imagine, imagine if Mike Medania's had another quarterback in that offense, a Josh Allen, uh, a Matthew Stafford, um, a Aaron Rodgers. Man, that 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 offense would go crazy, absolutely crazy, and they would win multiple Super Bowls. You know what I mean? But yeah, what what do you say? What you got to say about that? Hey, that's funny you say that because Mike McDaniel's awesome coach. Like I said, he's a he's he he breaks down the game. He knows all of the ins and outs, probability and everything. So I think part of his game though, he matches Tua right now. But just imagine how great he had because Tua lacks improvising he can't improvise after the play is over like mm -hmm. take Aaron Rodgers you don't see Aaron Rodgers going up there spin out come back look down the field throw a 45 yard two are not doing none of that yeah. and it was funny when I saw the play last night because you broke it down because you probably you even said if I was a DP playing in the game against Tua I'm taking some to the house right and I'm like how you say that son and it came a play came up that that Tyree out route on the goal line came up right it was a quick out Right. And I'm like, how does the DB allow? I know it's Tyree and it's looking from hindsight. I want I want you to elaborate on it. Definitely, but definitely. Tua did the one, two, three drop back. I know Tyreek is gonna beat this dude off the ball, and I'm gonna throw it to the pylon and hope Tyreek kept and Tyreek did everything he was supposed to do. Yeah. And I'm wondering what would Zunt do in that play to win the game to pick this ball off. You know what Tua's gonna do. He can't yeah. even go deep at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I can't lie, man. Um, you know, guard Tyreek in that situation in that play. It's a one, two, three is a timing route, but yes, definitely uh it's it's hard to defend because he has so much speed and quickness. So he's trying to the DB's trying to go with him and, and put his hands on him. He's scared of the fade. That's what that's what most DBs and cornerbacks we are we are we are scared of at first. We mm -hmm. we are alert to the fade route first. But then he veers off like he's about to go to fade, and then he does an out route with all that speed and quickness. So that's it's a very challenging play for for that for that for that DB in that instance. But on the other hand, like I said before, though, all those timing routes he's throwing the ball super early before these wide receiver does their breaks and all that. Man, if DBs cornerbacks, that is a challenge to you guys. He is giving you the cue. You know where the ball is going before the wide receiver does. So. All you have to do, like I said before, is create the right leverage, keep your three-yard cushion, keep your eyes on your receiver, and be able to have vision at the quarterback at the same time, and watch his arm. His arm will take you to the ball, and you will get there before the receiver. I got plenty of tape of doing that, man. So I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Like I said, this is a great season. They need to capitalize off this season because I don't think he will have a season better than this season, talking about Tua, talking about Lord, Mr. One, Two, Three, and um. Yeah, we got to see, man, because he had it. I mean, he had he had the opportunity.
to go down and win the game. And he threw a pick like he never seen the safety. Like the pick he threw was like wow. Like he just another, didn't. Have- <laughs> another situation, situational football, and he had to create. He had right. to try to create and go out of his norm, uh, his norm, which is the one, two, three, PO, uh, RPO pass and let it go. He had to create. It was cover five. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going for your fakes. Nobody's worried about the run at this time and in, in this uh, time of the game. So you have to find the open man. You have to read. You have to have patience and deliver the strikes. And he ain't do that, man. He, he couldn't do that time and time again. Now, the one time I did give him credit when they played against the Jets when Tyreek Hill didn't play but again i didn't see anything uh quarterback like that everybody used you is used to as as uh for quarterbacks he was just throwing the ball up the water and yeah if you got the speed and you can do that you'll get away with that but um yeah man that's uh mr one two three i think it goes back to um, that that was a brutal injury that he took two years ago and when they played against the Bengals, when he was out with the concussion protocol and I think his game kind of correlated with that. Like, I don't want to get hit. We're going to get this ball out of your hands. And I think he adapted that new way because to create long plays and, you know, like um, elaborate on plays and everything, you got to hold the ball a little bit longer and you got to risk getting hit. And I don't think he wants to get hit at all. Like, Yeah, and that's a good point you made. And um, that's a problem. People chastise him and got on him about getting hurt so much and, Oh, he got to learn how to slide and take hits and this and that. Man, in the offseason, you and I know you need to work on speed and flexibility. And that's why I think he's missing out all these trainers you pay all this money to and they fill your head up with all this and that. The way you don't get hurt, the way you stop yourself from getting hurt is keep yourself flexible and strong as possible. It's simple as that. And right now we see that that's not what's going on. You looking, He looks a little stiff. He looks uh, slow much more slower than he used to be looking a little, you know, solid, solid yeah. for the injuries that he says. But, man, there's no speed. He's barely able to escape the pressure when it's coming up. When the one, two, three there, that's the problem. He can't escape any pressure, whether it's a 350 uh, defensive line, a 350 defensive tackle, a 280-pound defensive end. It's just hard for him, man. So if he, he needs to change that regimen up in the offseason and, and – uh. Come join Zunt, man. I, I get you right. We work speed over here. Line it up. Line it up. All stars out there, baby. <laughs> right down the Josh road. Josh Allen, man. I was. I'm. 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 I'm impressed with Josh Allen. He understands the game. He understands the time of the year. He understands that this is Super Bowl playoff football right now, and it's time for him to be Superman, whether anybody likes it or not. Um. Yeah, he understands. He has his second officer coordinator this year. He understands that everything isn't going to be perfect. Yeah, Josh Allen will make some mistakes. We are well aware of that. But he he plays with nothing but heart, soul, and he wants to win. He wants to will this game if he has to on his back. I like I like that about Josh Allen. He bounced back after a terrible first half. And um, yeah, when he becomes Superman and does these Superman things, it's up to his team to have his back. And and answer when they when he needs them to answer from you know maybe some you know some little stupid costly mistakes that's going to happen but that's what the situation is man bill's going to be dangerous man bill's going to be dangerous man yeah, they just need to play in these playoffs they they lost they start off kind of rocky you know they lost five games early in the season but mm-hmm. um 
about Josh Allen in particular. He's just a leader. He reminds me of the old school Roethlisberger back in the day where he's just a big dude, hard to bring down, big arm, going to throw it down, going to try you all the time. But the difference with Josh Allen is he got a little bit of both, and he's opposite of what Tua is. Mm -hmm. Josh wants the limelight. He wants the ball in his hand. He wants to make the big throw, and he wants to win the game. Not saying Mm -hmm. that Tua don't want to win the game, but Josh, he's willing to risk it all, man. Like, that first, that first down he made for eight, like 18 yards to get the first mm-hmm. get up crump like he's the running back. He's just willing to do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. win the game. That's why he's pretty pretty much well-rounded quarterback because you don't know. He may take off on you. He may run you over, or he may throw it for 60 on you. That's hard right. to defeat, man. That's a defense for Josh Allen. So I just I think it's his mentality more than anything, man. He's, he's rolling, and he's comfortable with saying – I don't care what our regular season uh, record was. We're going in right now, and we're going to go in the playoffs like we're the number one seed. Yeah. That's what we talk about. That's why we call him Superman, because he doesn't care about his body. He's ready. I mean, of course, he cares about his body. But per se, you know, when it comes down to football, he's ready to sacrifice and put it all on the line. And, you know, it's been working for him. He hasn't, you know, sustained any any substantial injuries at this point. but He's going to make mistakes. That's that's what Superman does. They're going to make mistakes. And, um, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to have his back. They're going to have to have his back, man. They're going to have to have his back. But it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how these playoffs, playoff games go. So let's get into the playoffs game. First, The first game, Browns versus the Texans. We got the Browns versus the Texans. Now, these two teams, these two teams saw each other in the, in the uh, regular season. Now they got to play again. Like I said, it's hard to beat a team twice. And, you know, the Browns won that game. But the difference is C.J. Stroud wasn't there. And the Browns, you know, the Browns, they had, they just had got Joe Flacco, so it wasn't that much, that much data out there to con- collect on him and be able to game plan and scheme against him. So he hit, the, he hit the Texans with a lot of big plays. They hit the Texans with a lot of big plays. But C.J. Stroud wasn't there. And C.J. Stroud is going to be the difference. And I don't know, man. I don't know. After me reviewing this game, I think Texans might possibly pull this game off. I don't know. Man, the way C.J. Stroud is playing, the way that game transpired the last time they played, C.J. Stroud has a great chance of pulling this game out. Now, I don't know. Tell me what you think. We'll see. No, I think the Texans are rolling. They're, they're, they're the team that's ascending. They keep coming up and up and up. Um, obviously, with the game before, um, that's going to negate some of the stuff what we talked about earlier, which is hard to be to get the team twice because they didn't have the secret weapon, which is C.J. Stroud. He's the difference maker, no doubt about it. They yeah. have won nine games this year because of C.J. Stroud. So with him in the game, I'm pretty sure it's hard for Vegas to pick who's going to be the favorite on this one because he's the difference maker and they're rolling. It, it was kind of one-sided too. Now I he can't, he can't just like, you know, it was kind of one-sided even though he wasn't there. It was like, a, it was a blowout. I think they, you know, uh, had to leave by 21 points or, or something like that in the, in the first half. So it, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of one-sided, they, but they was fighting. They was fighting. They started Case Keenum, right? Yeah. That's, let me help. Yeah. They started Case Keenum. They yeah. pulled him and put Davis Mills in. 
So mm-hmm. it was just flat. I don't know if they was like, we ain't got a board back there. You know how it is. When, when yeah. Brady back in the day wasn't coming to play, Brady out for a game. It's like, oh, man. Ah. <laughs> we got to put in there. Who we got to put in there? Garoppolo or somebody. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it wasn't, it, it's not that it's bad, but I just think it's going to be different. It's hard, it's hard to say that Cleveland. But you know what's crazy? What's that? About eight weeks ago, especially when Deshaun Watson went out, nobody would ever even give Cleveland a chance. It's yeah. crazy to think that now Joe Flacco, and they are rolling, and that defense, that's, that D-line is stingy. But they are rolling right now. So I They're think rolling. it's going to be a real good game, though. They're rolling. Huh? I think it's going to be a huge game. I think it's going to be a good It's going to be a huge game. They're they rolling. They're rolling. But that thing might come to a halt with C.J. Stroud back in the lineup. The things might going to be a little different, a little tricky. Like I say, they, they got a – I think that's the game with uh, Amari Cooper had over yeah. 200 yards passing. That yeah. definitely is not going to happen again. So – Man, watch out for that upset, man. Texans upsetting the Browns. I don't know. That's my that's my number one upset of the week. You know, what and I mean? and you know that home field advantage is huge too. So they playing in Texas. So are they? Yeah, because Texas it was crazy or not because they're division Please champs. Go. Yeah, they end up being the division champs. That's crazy. That's a great story. That's a great story, right there, man. (laughs) Right. They end up being division champs like last night sometimes. So they are division champs. So now Cleveland has to go there to play. So that might be the difference maker. Ah, yeah. So Texas for the upset, baby. Y'all, hey, if y'all, y'all betting out there, you better listen to me. Texas for the upset. Now we got the Dolphins versus Chiefs. These these two teams played um played in the regular season, I think, too, right? Dolphins versus the Chiefs. But the Dolphins versus the Chiefs, who we think will win this game? Honestly, I give, you know, I get on two a lot, call him Mr. One, Two, Three. But another possibly, a possibility he may can pull off this game. Another possibility, an underdog may win this playoff game. I don't know. If you if you remember watching the last game when they played each other, um, it was one of those games where things were just off. Right. The offense wasn't executing. The defense wasn't executing on both sides of the ball. It was, you know, flip-flop passes and flip-flop defensive plays here and there. But I don't know. Patrick Mahomes, he isn't playing the same. He's he's very productive. He's extremely productive. Mm-hmm. But I like Tua to step up this game and Tyreek to uh, – to go out there and have a big game, and I know it's going to be that it's going to be the, the great matchup with Snead and um Tyreek Hill, but it's going to be a great matchup. I want to see that game. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be a close game, and I don't know. It might be the Dolphins pull that one off. We'll see. We'll see. What you think about that? I think it's going to be the game of the week for the um for the playoffs. Well, one of them. <laughs> Let me put it out there before we talk about everybody else. But I think it's going to be because it's two star-studded teams. And mm-hmm. these are fan favorite teams, and one of your teams have to go. The last mm-hmm. time they played, um, I think it was like week six or something. Um, the Chiefs they they won 21-14. Right? 14. Close game. Mahomes didn't have a crazy game. He he threw for like 200 yards. It wasn't nothing yeah. explosive. He was off. He was definitely off. He was yeah, off. He, he threw for 195, actually. And then, but Tua, he only threw for 183. Exactly. So it wasn't like an explosive game. Tyree Hill had less than 100 yards. He only had like 83 yards, six receptions. So right. it's going to be one of those games to where it's like, who's going to show up and play? Who's right. going to come over here and say, 
this our Super Bowl. Let's go. Right. And I guess my question for you, out of you got Tua and Mahomes, mm-hmm. which quarterback you think has the will to say, let's go win and this our Super Bowl? But I mean, don't forget. I, obviously, obviously, if I'm calling Mr. One, two, three, can't go to four, five, six. If you can't go to four, five, six, how can you have the will to win the game? You know what I mean? You got to be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Because Mahone, he'll take it to, to any distance he needs to. He would create. He would find open players. He does that play in and play out every every game. Tua Hold is on. the only person that isn't doing that right now. Hold on now. Here's the deal. Their receivers have the most drops, I think, in history this yeah. year. Yeah, they are dropping the ball like crazy. So yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think that'll be a determining factor in the game, but we'll see, man. We'll see those drops. I think, I think it's going to come down to which playmaker on both sides, whether it's Kelsey, whether it's Mostart, whether it's Tyreek Hill, somebody, whoever be, be, make the most plays. Maybe Jalen Ramsey may take a pick six. That's you know? and that, that's the other player. You know, if y'all been following me, y'all been watching. I said that the Dolphins will need Jalen Ramsey to step up in the playoffs. They need him to step up and make a play. And like I said, I think he will. I think this is time for the Dolphins to do something good. Jalen Ramsey will make a play in these playoffs. I don't know what part of the playoffs. It probably needs to be the first round because if he don't make one in this first round, they probably don't pull the game off. But he needs to step up and step up early. Stop sitting on routes, my brother. Keep your three-yard leverage. Sitting on routes isn't the way to intercept the ball, my brother. Listen to me. Keep your leverage. Break top down. Watch the ball come out the quarterback hands and go get the ball. Believe it. Trust me. You ain't got to force it. It'll come to you, brother. Go get it. I'm rooting for you. Hey, don't take this as no shot. Hey, I'm rooting for you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Dolphins. Go get that ball. You got to show up big in these playoffs because the team needs you, man. Straight up. Straight up and down. That's how it goes. Hey, I got another factor, though. You know, I'm always going to pull the derivative factors from the sideline. So, Miami goes out and don't beat the Buffalo Bills. So, that means they do are not the Twice. Bills. Twice. Right. They cannot win the division champion. So, what they have to do this week, son, for playoff, they got to get on the road and go to Kansas City in the cold. Oh, in the cold. that may be the determining factor. That of may be the determining because the Miami boys, it's you know, I was just down Damn. there. I was just down there. It was 78 degrees. I was walking around with a t-shirt on. Man, <laughs> them boys not used to that cold. It's gonna be cold it, up in listen. Here. Y'all know me. I've been to the playoffs, I think uh, out of my 11 year career, probably 10 times, nine times. When you lose that game to have home field advantage or play that first game home, it takes everything out of you. And then you have to find out you from South Florida where it's warm and beautiful and you got to go out there in the snow. It's like, man, what coach going to say to get me up for this game, boy? Hey, I hope our leaders come ahead and and ready to go because I need all the motivation I can get because that cold, boy, I'm a South South Florida boy. That cold, that's a true story. Yeah. Tore me up. I had frostbite in my fingers. You know what I mean? But you know, we're getting that's in a whole nother story. But Steelers versus the Bills. I think this is going to be a great game, too. I think these are two scene, two teams that are pretty much stacked the same. They're they are the same team, and the difference will come down to you know, offensive play or the playmakers, whoever will make the play. But Mason Rudolph, he is playing, he's He's playing very good and leading the team the way it needs to be led. He's very efficient, 
and, you know, executing the plays the way they needed to be executed. Nothing special, nothing too special. And they're playing good defense like they usually do. But Josh Allen and the Bills. I like I like Josh Allen and the Bills. I like Josh Allen and the Bills to take this game right. because of Josh Allen. Superman. Superman will come to the rescue. Superman will come to the rescue against the Steelers because he he feels the pressure. He he hears the noise. He wants to be great. He wants to be elite. He wants to be known as one of those top top quarterbacks to ever play the game. And he and he feels that when he means that. So um I like I like I like for Josh Allen to step up. I like for James Cook to have a a a, 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 a exceptional game against this tough tough run defense. This tough run defense, you know, not the toughest, but it's a tough run defense. You know what I mean? It's Pittsburgh still a football. That's the AFC over there. You know, that's their division. They they play tough football. What you got? Uh, I got I got I got Buffalo all day on this one. Um, I think Pittsburgh coming off a season where they was kind of didn't have an identity for a while. We're going through quarterback changes back and forth. Quarterback sitting out, not dressing. It's a lot of off-field distractions that they had this year. Now, I think I'm a Tumlin fan. I'm a Mike Tumlin fan. So the mere fact that Mike Tumlin could be still running in the playoff after 17 years is amazing. So I, I want my brother to win. But the inclination is it, Buffalo is going to go in and win this game. They playing at home. They got it rolling. The only thing that I'm concerned about is Gabe Davis, the one of the, the second receiver. Yeah, um, he's out. Well, he's not out, but he's yeah. dealing with an injury to his knee. So he had he didn't even finish the game last night. Yeah. And um, without him as another threat, they could probably zero in on the number one receiver. So it's just like, but I think overall, at the end of the day, I'm thinking Buffalo Bills going to be. Yeah. Beat. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to this Eagles versus Buccaneers game. Another team, another team that saw each other in the in the regular season. I think uh, Philly won 20, 21 to eleven or twenty three eleven, something like that. Another team, man. The problem, what is going on with the Eagles right now? What is going on with the Eagles? And my, this is my observation of the Eagles. My observation is the magic has left because. The creator of the magic is going through some things and being injured and having a lot of nagging injuries affect you mentally sometimes. I'm telling you, as a player, just having to to feel these nagging injuries, going to sleep, waking up in the morning, going to the training room every day takes a toll on you mentally and physically. But you have to be able to be able to uh, know how to release and fight those that bad energy off that tries to sit in when you're injured and you have these nagging injuries. So I think that's the problem with Jaden Hurts and what he's going through right now. Uh, he's just kind of going through the motion and trying to, to deal with things and, 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 and take the punches as they go. And it's hard to cre- cre- keep creating magic if you're feeling hurt and, and you're down. And then the secondary, it's going to be up to the secondary to figure out how to stop Mike Evans. I think he's going to be the X factor. They did a pretty decent job last time. How are they going to stop Mike Evans? And I don't see, I don't see him being stopped. Now we got a Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, hot and cold, Baker Mayfield, hot and cold. He's been 
super cold after he was super hot. Now he might come back and bounce back and, and play a play a pretty decent game. So I think I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on this one, man. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles. They got a lot of injuries. I need my boys to pull this off, but I just think the Buccaneers going to win this one. What you think? You got a nice upset alert coming. That's a yeah. huge yeah. Well, this is one of American's teams. I think everybody likes the Eagles. They fly, 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 Eagles fly over there, right? But like you said, I think they're dealing with injuries and the morale is down a little bit. And it kind of like the nagging injuries. Even AJ Brown, the receiver, he got pulled out the game. He he's not quite that. Yeah. Right. So he he it's just the core of the team is not quite there. Now that D line is still still, still thriving. And it's really going to come down to Monday night when they play on the 15th, who's going to come in and will. It's one of them. Son, it's not a fun game. Let me get that. Occurred. This is one of those games we got to will our way through. and just Every get game it. in the playoffs, man. Every right. game in the playoffs. Right. That's how you it ain't no, you the big dogs coming in. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. All our records are 0-0. Zero and, oh. and we got to go out here and will our way through. And it's not too fun right now. And it's because you want to go into it winning. You don't really want to come into it hurting. You don't want to feel like you're going through the motion. You want to feel like we're here for a reason. We have a chance. We're not just here to go through the motion. You know what I mean? And that's what it could start feeling like. Like you're saying, all these injuries, these nagging injuries, this player might not be playing, this player not practicing, we're not sure. And, hey man, people be ready to go home sometime, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'm going to give Philly this. I think they got a lot of pride. And, you know, them Philly fans are crazy, so it's going to be an electric environment. And I think they are going to come in and do what they're supposed to do and beat the Buccaneers and send them back home. That first play, man, that first play don't look good. They ain't executed right. Them fans going to turn on them and take all the energy right out of that stadium, boy. And it'd be hard to turn that, turn that energy back around if, you know, if you don't make a play very fast after that. Right. So I got the Eagles, buddy. You got the Eagles. All right. You got the Eagles. Now let's fast forward. I gotta want to get into some juicy stuff. We could pick our last two picks at the end. But I want to talk about the MVP or the all pro. Because I saw an article, right? I ran across an article where the the voters were debating to select Lamar Jackson as an MVP and not an all pro. And first I thought to myself, it's not even possible. It's not possible to select the MVP and that person not be an all-pro selection. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, I had time to sleep on it and, and think about it and analyze it. Then I decided, you know, maybe it is possible. You know what I mean? And I think this, I think this is more what Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman's point he was trying to make, but he had a little backwards. What do you think? Before I go off and go ahead, what do you think about the MVP or the all-pro when it comes to Lamar Jackson. I think uh, it's hard to deny him with either one, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's some kind of rule that says that you can't win both, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the way he carries his team, his patience, and I think he he's one of the most players that defies the eyes all the time. And they showed a clip. I saw a clip of him with Dion was um, when he got um, drafted. And Dion was saying, how you feel right now? He's like, I'm, I'm approving. He's actually been on this I'm approved them phase for yeah. years now. Been and he's that. still doing it, man. So uh I can't deny him of either one, honestly. I think he's he's legit. Um he deserves everything he's getting right now. Yeah, including the contract. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but like you said, I I I evaluated and MVP, 
most valuable player, a player most important to his team and the team's success. This season, there was there wasn't another player as important to their team than Lamar Jackson. We can argue other players are as important to their team and capable of winning this war, award. But as far as, as Lamar Jackson go and is how important he is to his team, I don't think there was another player as important. Now, now we got we got a quarterback leading the number one seeded team in rushing. You understand what I'm saying? This presents a total different dynamic for 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 his team and the opposition, his opponents, right? And he's super accurate. He's been super accurate. His accuracy been super amazing. So he's doing good. He's he's definitely the MVP. But when we're deciding the All Pro, I think this is when the numbers come in statistically. You know, we're talking about the yards and touchdowns, and this is Richard Sherman's point. But he was talking about MVP. I think he was should have been saying All Pro. That's the mm-hmm. difference, because you know what I mean. Uh, he said Lamar Jackson will be the first quarterback selected MVP with less than thirty yards passing. Less than 30 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more of an all-pro argument. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Because the MVP means who is the most valuable person to this team. Right. And I can't think of anyone in the in the NFL that is more valuable to their team than Lamar Jackson. Now, 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 now. Wait, but the all pro numbers, all pro numbers, all pro numbers, they they tell you who are the best and who not the best. They tell you who are not the best and who are the best. That's what that's what numbers do. So that's why you that's how it's able easy to determine the all pro. You know what I mean? But based on the numbers, you know what I mean? We got Tua, Tongue of Alor, leading with over 4,500 yards. We got CJ Stroud doing great. He's a he's the a rookie that's doing amazing. And that's the other one. I think that's the second most important player to their team, CJ Stroud. And I wouldn't be disappointed if CJ Stroud won the MVP. He's a rookie on a on, on a team with a first-year head coach and just made the playoffs. And if they win this playoff game. That would be the greatest story. That would be a great story because this young man is, is awesome, man. So I wouldn't be mad at that pick right there. I wouldn't be mad at that pick. He has over 4,100 yards passing and 23 touchdowns. So, you know, and he missed a few games. And he missed a few games. So I wouldn't be mad at that pick. But that's the difference between the MVP and the All-Pro. So I, I kind of do this. I kind of do agree with the with the voters and the writers when they come, when, when they're making that statement because – I think you can be valuable, the most valuable player to your team than any other player in the world, but you might not have be the best. You might not been, you might not have the best stats statistically. You might not throw the most touchdowns. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's my synopsis on this. What do you know? What do you say? What do you say? What do you got to say? I think, I think the MVP is the most valuable player. I think you should. When you say MVP of the league, I think you should they should be able to be interchangeable between any team and they'd still be the same player and have yeah. the same impact. Um, I do think this, I think 
Stroud wins it if he doesn't miss games from concussion. If he doesn't miss games, you know how it is. It's hot and cold. Everybody's on him. He missed a couple games. It kind of cooled off on the MVP talk. But no doubt about it, he's had an MVP year. Now, will he get it? That's another story. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, impact MVP, I got to go with Tyree Hill because any team you put him on, he's going to be that type of player. And he's had that type of year. Um, Now, I'm not saying our boy in Baltimore not doing it. He doesn't deserve it. But those are my top three, I think. And I'd be cool with either one of those winning. I I wouldn't have no – anybody outside of that I have a problem with. But any any one of those three, I'm Mm -hmm. cool. And I'm secretly pulling for Stroud. That's amazing to come and do that kind of year and playoffs. Like, he has the most impact for his team, I think, Stroud. That, that's what I mean, man. You know what I mean? Who He is the most impact for his team, and that's what the most valuable player award is about. And then you have Tom Brady. He uh He's promoting Christian McCaffrey and, and nominating him for the award and suggesting he should be the winner. And, you know, I I, I thought about that too, and he's a, he's a great player. He has over 2,000 2, yards from scrimmage, but the quarterback handles the ball 99.9% of the time. So it's hard to say a quarterback is not the MVP of the team when he handles the ball that much. And you got to – if that quarterback is not on the team, a C.J. Stroud or Lamar Jackson, a Brock Purdy, I don't know about Brock Purdy, but these teams don't do so well. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the case for Christian McCaffrey. If Christian McCaffrey misses a game, does this team do do as well as they would do with him in the lineup, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think they they will still be all right, you know what I mean? But without C.J. Stroud and Lamar Jackson, things shut down immediately to the ground, you know what I mean? So that's, that's Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman had his debate backwards, and, yeah, man, that's the all-pro That's an all pro debate because he is clearly the MVP. This team, he is the sole he is the heart and soul of that team, that Baltimore team. That's just the way it is. I don't know how else to explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like yeah. you said, he's earning what he's doing, and he he he's great. I I can't take nothing away from Lamar. Yeah. yeah. So as we speak right now, something should be going on. Or there was rumors that something was going on. There is a big meeting going down today between Mister Kraft. And Bill Belichick, EP, what uh, you should go down in this meeting, man? What oh, you so you want you, you want to save it because this is all your floor right here. So you want to say what you got to say? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to be biased and let everybody just hear my perspective. And always, this is Sante. He doesn't like the Patriots because that's how they think. And it's not about I don't like this and that. I'm just telling you what I see, and I'm a critic, and I'm gonna call the flaws and the goods and the bad. So you know what I mean. Tell me what you think, brother. It's Mr. Kraft, the owner, and the six-time winning Super Bowl champion, nine-time Pro uh, Super Bowl appearances uh, head coach, the quote-unquote greatest ever, right? Right. How should this meeting go? Here's how the meeting go from my standpoint of view. Bill Belichick has been a head coach in the NFL for 24 years. It was a horrible season this year. And since Tom Brady has left, it has been pretty bad. I mean, there's no denying that. No one in the media world will ever deny that, right? So now it has come to a head to say, hey, we got to make a decision. 
Hey, Bill, come in my office. What we got? Man, I'm not going to fire you like that. All right? We need to come to an agreement on how we're going to make this happen. It has to happen. Time has come, but let's come up with it. And this is what I would do if I was Robert Kraft. Let's give you a ceremonial season of goodbye. Like everybody knows you're going to coach one more year. We're going to make it. 25 years. What is 25? A quarter century? I don't know. But we're going to have, say, you coach in the NFL for 25 years, and we want you to – I'm going to give them one more year. Mm. But let it be known this is the last year. You just because off of who he is, everybody would say give him one more year after these, what, two disastrous seasons? Like everybody would just give him a year because based off his history, Tom Brady didn't get another year. Right. He didn't. Hey, I would say get another year and we're going to hire your predecessor, your coach, and we're going to have him be the and what he what he could do, brainwash that dude to, 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 to make him be a terrible coach too? Listen, this is what I can – I got two sides to it. I got two sides to it. And this meeting, this meeting, what should go down? If, if you get rid of Belichick, you get rid of Belichick. We know that's a process. You're trying to trade him and all that stuff. But a lot of people love Belichick, and I know Mr. Kraft, you know, it's an uncomfortable situation because, you know, he had he didn't have to make any decision for 20 years. You know, everything was was done by Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So Tom Brady made decisions for 20 years and uh, made everything copacetic around there, everybody happy. So now he's in an uncomfortable situation. So this is what you need to do, Mr. Crow. This is what you need to do. If you want to keep Bill Belichick around for a couple more seasons, you have to delinquish him from all of his duties, all of his his GM duties, anything else, anything besides head coaching. That's all he needs to do. Concentrate on being a head coach. And he must, if you have to break the bank, make a trade, he has to get Josh McDaniels to be the officer coordinator. That's the only way to work. And he has to get a, and we need to bring in a, a GM. That's an alpha male. That, going to stand up to Bel- Belichick and make Bill Belichick respect them and their decisions. That's what you need. And I think it could be great. I think everything could work out. Bill Belichick, he can concentrate on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, the GM will concentrate on the personnel. Don't have Bill Belichick making any personnel decisions. Done with that. That's over with. And I think it may, it possibly can work out. So Josh McDaniels, as the officer, officer coordinator, bring him back. He, you know, they fit hand in hand. They do well. And I don't know who this GM needs to be, whether it's your, your guy, Nick Seriani or, mm-hmm. or whoever uh, it needs to be. Um, But, yeah, that's that's how I can see it can work in, um, right. in New England. So, hey, so answer this question then, brother. If this is any other team situation, would they fire Bill? Like, just take Bill and Robert out of it in 24 years. Do you think the coach is getting fired? If, if you're saying in the same scenario, um, 20 years, six Super Bowls, nine Super Bowl appearances, all that, all that good stuff. And it's not Robert and um, and I Bill. think it still be the same scenario because it's it's not about who they are. It's about what was accomplished. And yeah, you know, Bill might have won some mind control or gained some mind control over Mr. Kraft or have some 
authority where, you know, he's intimidated to get rid of uh, Mr. Kraft or something like that. But, you know, other than that, I think it's, it fits with everybody. You know, he gained that recognition off the 20 years of the, the success of Tom Brady. So that's what that is. You know what I mean? Ain't, ain't no way around it. You know what I mean? So we both agree that he gets more time, but you're saying relinquish duties. <laughs> like, relinquish no. him of all his authoritative duties, except for the head coach. He doesn't He doesn't oversee personnel. He doesn't oversee salary caps he doesn't oversee who the who the i guess you can oversee who starters are i guess you got to as a coach but you got position coach for that so no the officer coordinator uh determines who the stars on offense the defense coordinator well yeah belichick he can that's his thing so defense yeah All so right. i mean i i'd say give him a chance if they want him to stay there, I don't, I, I, you know, he can move on from for all I care, you know what I mean? But, yeah, they can give him a chance, but you got to relinquish him of them duties, man, you know what I mean? I got you. But, hey, I, if y'all didn't know, January 6th was my birthday. January 3rd was my wife's birthday. And let me tell y'all, man, I had been holding in this surprise for two weeks. We did a surprise. We did a surprise 40th birthday party, and it was amazing. Let me tell you, I'm going to put up some pictures and videos. Man, that thing was amazing. Let me tell you. So I had been planning this thing out for two months. I'm going to run through the story real quick. I had been planning this thing for two months. If y'all ever, anyone out there ever, ever did a surprise party for anyone, you know the stress you have to go through. And me, I'm not used to paying for anything. You know, the wife, you takes out a credit card, baby, pay for this, baby, pay for that. So that's a whole nother issue I'm dealing with. So who I'm going to call first? I call one of the friends who used to organizing and doing events. Okay. Now who I'm going to call next? Because I need a few people. I had to call a sister to get everybody that they know and we know to come to the party. So I don't want to call the sister because she talked too much. They talk about every effing thing imaginable together. I mean, if the shoe don't fit, they're going to talk about it. They talk about every freaking thing. So I tell the sister, right? Now, I tell the sister Carmina, that's the event planner. Carmina, call Mella, you know what I mean? Get the people and, and get the reservations and all that. You know what I mean? Right off the rip, I tell Mella, Mella, Carmina's going to call you. You know what I mean? Respect her call, blah, blah, blah. Now, right off the rip. I'm on, I'm riding in the car with wifey, wifey on the phone with her sister. She got, ain't nothing but the Lord. She got the phone on speaker. And her Mella tells my wife, hey, Carmina's calling me. What do you think Carmina wants? I'm like, oh my God, the surprise is about to be over as soon as we started it. I'm trying to text her real fast. Girl, shit, man, fuck this. <laughs> the girl for the party, girl, she's crazy. I heard, I heard, hear everything because I'm on speaker. She on speaker. She's like, oh, no, she ain't want none of that. So she played that off. So, you know, long story short, got everything all situated, got the venue, uh, Bibelos, Babelos, however they pronounce it. And um, yeah, the day, so the day, it's time to pull up to the event. I told her we're going out to eat. I told her like two months in advance to get a dress, just trying not to spark her interest to anything. You know what I mean? So get the dress. She didn't get the dress. She had a dress. I don't know. Maybe she didn't take it serious. Now it's time to drive up to the event. And um, all the things I told her, you know, that I had planned it just went out the door because I am got the driver and we're heading to South Beach. But we're not going to the, the spot that I told her we had reservations at. 
it's not that way. So I don't want her to be like, where the hell are we going? So as we get on the highway, we on South Beach, I say, hey, baby, I made a little photo shoot real quick. We finna do a little photo shoot. You're going to turn in real quick. So she's looking at me like, what this man got going on a photo shoot? I'm like, oh, man. Now they text me where to park. I park. I walk to the wrong building. <laughs> it's everybody in front. She looking like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm trying to find the pictures. She looked thinking like, ain't nobody taking no pictures at a restaurant. What is this man doing? The wind blowing, her hair going everywhere. And now we in the parking lot. And I'm like, we about to see the cars. She about to see. She about to know. Oh my God, I don't know. I'm so nervous. Now we go back around the corner. They telling us to go through the side door. So now we go to the side door. It looks like nothing. It's just a big building that's dirty, need to be pressure clean and all type of stuff. So we walk through the door and it says, happy 40th birthday with balloons. Now she's just confused. She's shocked. She don't know what to do. And now some curtains right now. I'm like, walk through the curtains. She's like, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not walking through. I'm like, go out through the curtain. We got to do our photo shoot. And, man, I'm going to show you all the pictures and the videos. We had such an amazing time. Um, she walked through the curtains, and all the loved ones was there. And I'm the husband of the year, man. That's what they tell me. I'm the husband of the year. I did that. I did my thug thizzle. And, yeah, y'all got to step y'all game up out there, man. You know what I mean? I'm sorry to put the pressure on, but the pressure's on you. <laughs> After I show y'all these pictures and that good time we had. Sorry for the people that couldn't make it. Man, I sent, man, let me tell you the other thing my dumb butt did. We had a template of how the flyers or, or the invitations would look. And, you know, I'm trying to send and make sure we don't miss out on nobody. And I send the template, got the wrong date, address and everything on the, the wrong template to people. It's about five people. Man, I felt like an idiot, man. That was so crazy. So a few people missed out, you know, because I made a mistake. That's what happened when you got me playing and stuff. You know what I mean? You ever did a surprise party for anybody, brother? I never did a surprise party. And it is stressful. You stress me out. Like, hey, don't say this. You over here. You over here. I come to the house like, hey, buddy, what you doing here? You got to order the food. You got to taste the food. Order the food, how many drinks from four to eleven? Oh, was, you know, we still going. We need to go another hour. Oh man, you gotta get the car. Oh man. And then, and then this was what was messing me up even more. I'm on the phone with her, you know, it's her 40th birthday. All her friends keep calling her. What are you doing for your birthday? What are you doing for your birthday? We gotta go out to eat or something. So soon as she hang up, I'm like, who was that? What friend was that? What do y'all? I'm trying to play it off like, oh, your friend's trying to take you out. Give me their name so I don't miss out. So I can send them an invitation. But the whole time they playing it off with me. So I'm just all confused. I'm just like, oh my gosh, let this be over with. I just keep every time she get a phone call, Carmina, this person, this person, this person, send it. Send them an invitation. And they was just playing it off the whole time, man. Let me so tell you a funny I, I story that. about that night, bro. It was so funny because you was like, hey, get there at seven, because we're gonna walk in at 7 30. Yeah. So I'm thinking I got time because I'm right next door, right? At the um uh well anyway, I'm right next door at the hotel. So I'm gonna walk over. It's 731, right? And I walk through the front. And I'm like, they like, you gotta go to the side. I said, Oh, 
Then I look over to the side and I see someone taking pictures, but I don't know who. And I'm like, I think that's them. I'm about to ruin it for everybody. <laughs> so now I try to walk around the building. All I know, I was sweating. By the time I got in there, Rick was over here like, E.P., what's up? Oh, no, they're not here yet. And I'm like, no, I just spent 20 minutes outside trying to miss still coming in. <laughs> Bruh, that jump was so stressful, but we, we did it. We made it. We all flew in town. Everybody celebrated. Had a good time. You know what I mean? Hey, listen. If you ever want to have a popping party, popping party, like I said, I'm gonna show you all the videos. You either gotta be book me. I'm a dog, Kiafa Vic. We gonna set the party off. Kiafa gonna grab that mic every time. Every time we have a party, she turn into rapper, a rapper, a Philly rapper. She gonna go hard, but she ain't gonna see nothing. And, you know, I'm a co-host, so if you book her, you got to book me, you know what I mean? Book Kiafa and Zunt to host your event, baby. We going to turn that thing up, boy. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But yeah, man. So till next time, man, we appreciate everybody coming in and, um, you know, stopping by to hear this nice, good content, these MVP versus all pro scenarios. And we're going to see y'all on Friday, man. There ain't no more parties or nothing. Anything uh -huh. special going on, brother? Nah, no parties, man. It's, it's playoff time. So, you know, that, that gets exciting in itself. Right you got now. a Super Bowl prediction? Who you think will win the Super Bowl? Now, you know, two weeks ago, I said Miami. And after last night, I'm like, uh. <laughs> well, that's the thing about life. We can't just be able to just go back and forth. We got to stick to it. Stick to your guns. I still, hey, you know what's funny, though? I still want the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's. My thing. I maybe you want the, maybe you want the Dallas, Dallas and the Dolphins to play. So any team team that win, the world will just be lit. Miami be, be lit, lit for you, and Dallas win everywhere be lit because that's America's team. That's what you right. want. And Vegas gonna be lit. Super Bowl tickets gonna be off the chain. It's just it'll be crazy out there. So. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, hey y'all, tell us in the chat, man. Y'all tell us who y'all want to win the Super Bowl. Who y'all think gonna lose this first first playoff game? You know, this round one. Who gonna be going home? The winners and losers. Y'all, y'all, y'all talk back to us. And also tell us in the chat and tell us uh in the comments what do y'all want us to talk about next and what do y'all want to hear about next. We read all the comments and um, you know, we engaging and we here. We getting better and we growing, baby. Hey, y'all here first with us. Yeah, we're gonna remember y'all because we we gonna we gonna go, we're gonna go to the moon. We're going to the moon because we're gonna say what needs to be said. Yes, sir. and we out. We out, beast. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.